Hey, everybody. I have a very, very special thing for you. Special thing, a special person for you today. She is somebody that I had not ever met before, but it's the kind of person where you're out in the world and people say, oh, you must know Anna. Or, oh, have you paddled with Anna? Or, have you done blah, blah, blah with Anna? I'm like, no, I haven't met Anna, <laughs> which was my bad because I went out found her online, uh, reached out to her and had the opportunity to connect. And she is as wonderful as everyone has told me that she is. Hey there, Kelly here. And thank you so much for joining us today. I'm honored to have you here. If you're looking for tips, habit shifts, and shortcuts to fitness consistency and the freedom that feeling great brings, you're in the right place. As the fitness consistency coach with a touch of adventure, I've been helping smart, Busy women embrace fitness and long-term freedom for over 20 years. I am so glad you're here. Anna, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks yeah. for those kind words. Oh, so true. It's so funny. I was thinking about just before we jumped on, I was thinking, how many people have said to me, have you met Anna? And I'm like, no, <laughs> a lot of people. So could you tell our guests just a little bit? I mean, you have such a broad background. Um, Anna, well, I'm going to stop. And I'm going to let you tell them a little bit about you. And then I'll probably jump in and tell them some other things that I know too. So tell us a little bit. About okay. You. Sounds good. And feel free to, to uh, jump in if I, you know, if you have questions in the middle. Absolutely. So that, okay. So let's see. I, I've been paddling for 30 years. I started when I was 19. Uh, I was on my way to law school and I then discovered whitewater kayaking and rafting during a summer job that I had in the kitchen of a rafting company. And very, not very glamorous, uh, working in the kitchen of the rafting company, <laughs> but it allowed me to, to discover this incredible world of whitewater kayaking and, uh, a community of folks who really prioritize joy and connection with nature and, and lifestyle. And, and we have one life to live, let's live it well and joyfully. And so that really changed the trajectory of my life. And ever since then, I have been in the paddle sports world. And from there, I, I raft guided around the world so I could <laughs> feed my obsession with whitewater kayaking. And I got good pretty fast because I was traveling around and paddling. So I I, I'm originally from Canada. I grew up in between Ottawa and Montreal. And so I, I tried out for the Canadian freestyle kayak team, made the team, started traveling around competing internationally in both freestyle kayaking and extreme racing. Extreme racing is like racing over difficult pieces of white water. There's usually a waterfall in there or something like that. And uh, as I was doing this, I realized or came to, I get yeah, a realization that as women, the or my female colleagues and I tended to struggle with similar uh, or the same technical aspects of freestyle kayaking and kayaking in general. And also, there was there were so many stories of my colleagues at a very high level 
having to hide emotion from their male, from mm. our male colleagues right. when we were paddling difficult whitewater. And that led me to really want to give voice to the female experience of uh, that was ha- happening in in my experience in the whitewater world. So I started creating instructional DVDs for women and doing tours all over the country, the US and Canada. And that um, grew into my first company called Girls at Play. And I'm also a yoga teacher and an Ayurvedic health coach. And so the holistic approach to life, to adventure has always been really important to me. And uh, so my company has and my offerings have uh, reflected that throughout my career. And my company is now called Mind Body Paddle. And really what uh, I'm passionate about is helping uh, folks uh, have a strong, have mental agility for paddling, specifically for whitewater. But I also do stand up paddleboarding. And and to me, adventure is anything in life where you're not sure what the outcome is going to be. And so adventure can look many different ways. It doesn't have to look like whitewater kayaking or stand-up paddleboarding. It can look like taking on a new job. It can look like making a bold request or setting boundaries. Uh, and so I do believe that um, our mental agility uh, to be able to be courageous is important for all aspects of our lives. Mm, so that's that. a synopsis. Yeah, no, that is, it's perfect because like anyone who, who follows me or who's listened to me for any period of time knows like I'm big into this because I truly believe like fitness believe, begins in the mind. Um, right. Paddling in my world begins in the mind. And yes. And then, you know, I found from you that, yeah, it really does. And it's true. I mean, for those of you who, who, are on here and you don't whitewater paddle. I mean, I can tell you that for myself, there have been lots and lots of times when I was paddling with friends and I'm the only girl in the group. And mm. I'm always feeling like I'm a little bit of a struggler because I'm coming from Texas with the, the flattest water in the world. And I can't show emotion or I didn't think I could because, mm. you know, it's just not, you know, everybody else is really cool. So it's it's interesting to hear this, but it also, it goes over to one of them that comes up to mind is hiking. Like I have a mm-hmm. lot of women who would love to go on an adventure, whether it's hiking or biking, doesn't really matter. Let's say they want to go on an adventure, but they're afraid they can't keep up, which is yeah. of course, one of my fears, um, my personal fears. And then the other thing is, is that how hard is it going to be? Like, is can I really do this adventure? When in mm-hmm. fact, with what you talk about, mental agility, we can. Like, you know, of course we need the fitness part of it. Absolutely. But so much of it is in the head. Like, yes, it just really is. And um, you have something that's, that's actually very similar to something I have. I have a will of wellness, will of wellness. And you mm. have something called, what is it? The mind-body circle? Well, I call it a, I call it the good life cycle. I have a couple of them. One is the good life cycle, and the other one is master your white water mindset wheel. <laughs> okay, yes, so, yes. They're both so similar because, like, like you said, I mean, you bring so much of it to the table. Which is, it's not, it's the mental agility, it's physical. I mean, I will say mm-hmm. for any of the any of you watching, I have Anna's book right here, <laughs> Yoga for Paddling. Um, because I was having some some problems that were some things that were mm. hurting me. And I went, you know what, go back to the basics, find mm. the best and and 
let's eliminate the pain. So, and then nourishment. So tell us about how yoga and Ayurvedic and everything else comes together in this, because it's a big piece. Sure. Yeah. And, and right before I get to that, I, I want to share with you that over my couple of decades of teaching whitewater kayaking, the number one fear that my clients and, and I, I do work mainly with women. I, I work with men too at all genders. Uh, most folks who come to me are, are women because that's what I'm known for. Um, but the number one fear that they have is the fear. It's not drowning or getting hurt. It is the fear of looking bad, of being the weakest link, of, of, of holding people back, uh, other people in the group back. And I just want to say that it's so important all you ladies listening that you're not alone. This is common. And, and I, I strongly believe that it's a story we're telling ourselves. It's not the truth. It's a story of like, Oh, I'm going to hold someone back. And so going into, it might take preparation and mental agility does take preparation a preparation in all of these areas of life to build your confidence. Uh, so you can show up confidently. And also we all have to start out. We all start out somewhere as beginners. And so I think it's important to remember that other folks did that too. And most of the time we're fearful that people will judge us, but in reality, most folks who are leading these types of adventures or going in groups will be very welcoming and understanding. So I just wanted to put that out there. You know, it's, it's true. And and I, if you don't mind, I'm going to add something there because sure for years and years I have um, cycled long distances and I, for the longest time felt like, Oh my gosh, everybody else is in front of me. Right? Like I Mm. can't quite keep up with them. And then one day I did the trick in my mind of seeing when everybody got to the rest stop. And when I got to the rest stop, the difference was maybe 10 to 15 seconds. Right. Right. (laughs) It was nothing. (laughs) Right. It was so funny because here I was, I'd been like sweating the fact that I was in the back of the pack and like 15 seconds. I got 15 seconds. (laughs) Right. Essentially you're there at the same time. They might be physically in front of, in front of you. Like you can see them, but yeah. What is the, what is the data? Right. What are the facts? It's true. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So go on, tell us about um, everything else that you bring to the table. Yeah. So the, so with um, Ayurveda and yoga, so there are uh, in, in terms of, so let me see, let me say it this way. In whitewater kayaking, we have a saying called practice hard moves in easy water. And so you don't jump on the hardest river first to try and learn. You learn in flat water and then you practice those basic strokes. And then in class one, class two, and until so that you build your confidence and small, consistent. It's like saying small, consistent actions over time are what lead to big results. And really, that's that's what I believe works. And that's how I coach my clients is to, um, so when you think of, I want to go on adventure, I want to have confidence. I want to, uh, not be overwhelmed by those thoughts of fear, right? Oh, I'm going to be the weakest link. It takes practice in, in all areas and of our lives to prepare us to show up for this adventure. And so, Some of those areas of life are, I love yoga because yoga is a mindfulness practice and it helps us to 
get into the present moments and be embodied and being embodied, being connected to our body is, can be very helpful for confidence, for having a sense of, of place and, and for trusting, being able to trust our bodies. And I know that that is not always easy. Our different life experiences, you know, and trauma can disconnect us from our bodies. And so yoga is a nice way to bring us back to a connection with our bodies. And it also helps to prevent injury. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so important that whether it's kayaking or cycling uh, or sitting at a desk, we there are certain movement. Are in, most injuries are caused not by some big event, although that can happen, like a fall or something like that. Most injuries happen because we put our bodies into in positions and we never like sitting and then we never uh, counter Attract those positions. And so our body kind of gets stuck. For instance, sitting, kayaking, and cycling are actually pretty much all the same body position. <laughs> so, are. so if we might, as much as we might love kayaking and cycling, if we never take time to open up the front of the body, then we can actually exacerbate uh, and open ourselves up to risk of injury uh, from this sitting and kind of rolled forward position. So having an awareness of how to counteract our habit patterns. And Ayurveda is is the same. So Ayurveda, is there's a lot to Ayurveda, but Ayurveda is based in the five elements of nature and the qualities. So uh, you've got uh, air, sorry, you've got, I'll start from the other side, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And all of those five elements have qualities and Ayurveda organizes those five elements into three doshas or constitutions. So you have earth, water, which is kapha, fire, which is pitta, air, ether, which is vata. And uh, each of those constitutions has unique qualities associated with it. And we, each one of us has a unique constitution. And when we're aware of those constitutions, of our constitution, then we're aware of what will most likely go out of balance. That's actually what dosha means is it translates as that, which is most likely to go out of balance. So for instance, I have a lot of earth water in my constitution. So if I eat a lot of heavy, wet foods like dairy, wheat, uh, sugar, then I will become more earth water like, (laughs) right. And if I never counteract that with warming foods, lighter foods, you know, certain lifestyle practices, then I can just spiral out of balance. Does that make sense? Am I it making does sense? Make sense? In fact, I really appreciate yeah. that because as much as I am like in the world I'm in, Ayurveda is one of those places that I just really haven't stepped into. And mm. I have friends that are in it too. And I still, I'm always like, hmm, what exactly, is it like astrology? <laughs> no. It's, Please yeah, forgive me, but that's, you know, okay. that's kind of like... It goes through your head if yeah. you haven't if you haven't looked at it before. But I can see like yeah. certain foods, certain foods don't sit well with me. That's at right. All. And it's not and just that they don't sit well in my stomach. They just you can feel them in your energy. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And it's the same with if you're more earth water and you sleep in all the all until eleven a.m. You're going to become more lethargic because that's what happens, right? Oh, yeah. As opposed, to if you have a lot of earth water, get waking up early gets you up and moving. Vigorous exercise is really important for someone who's earth water. Um, 
you know, whereas, whereas too vigorous of exercise, not so good for fiery people, hot, spicy food, not so good for fiery people, right? Staying up too late, not so good for fiery people because they, they can then get into like, I'm going to do work until 2 a.m. And then they're sleep deprived. Um, so as you can see, and Ayurveda is the Indian in from India system of, of medicine and traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda have the same root um, is my understanding. And so it's dev, it's very much based in uh, it's actually very practical. Uh, so this gets, so the areas of life are that I think are really important that help set you up for mental agility or our morning rituals, how you start your day is so important, right? So if you look at your phone first thing in the morning, while you're still in bed, you you're giving your power away to other people, whether that's people in your email inbox, whether it's people on social media or the news, right? And, and all of a sudden you spike your stress response and then it's spiked and that's how you're starting your day. Whereas if you can create a buffer with mindfulness practices, again, that's where yoga might come in, meditation. Um, even I'd like to drink warm lemon water first thing in the morning so that I hydrate myself and get my digestion going, right? So these are things that I have a certain routine that I do in the morning and I block off time so that my mornings are sacred. And that sets my day off um, powerfully, right? So, right. so um I, I get to focus on where my attention goes. Yeah. Uh, you might say, well, that's just the morning and morning after morning after morning, it's like compounding interest that's to where exactly when it becomes right. habit, then you're starting your days off powerfully, which means you have a more powerful mindset in general. Um, and then sleep is huge, you know, and for active folks, uh, at least in, in my world, I have, uh, sometimes I have folks who resist the rest, recovery, sleep, but sleep is really such a basis for health. Um, getting eight hours, there's a great book called uh, um, Why We Sleep. You may have read it by Matthew yeah. Walker. So, I mean, that that book blew my mind because it's just, the. I mean, it's just the science is clear. We talked earlier about, you know, you know, 15 seconds, people are only 15 seconds ahead of you. And you read that book, the data is there about how important sleep is. Um, Actually, can I interrupt you for just a second? Yeah, so, for sure. Yes, I mean, I, I ramble on about sleep and I ramble on about rest. And rest mm -hmm. is probably like, and when I say rest, it's like taking a break from the workouts, taking a break from, mm -hmm. you know, all of the, the heavy stuff that we push ourselves through as far as fitness goes. But yeah, no one wants to listen to me. <laughs> so you tell them, <laughs> you tell them that rest is important. <laughs> oh, I hear you. No one wants to listen to me either. <laughs> it's so because, true. And, and, and I get it. You know, we, uh, I think in our culture, but especially folks who love adventure, we have a, what, what I've heard called an action bias. Right. We yeah. want to fix everything with action. Action is the answer. Go harder, you know, more workouts. And uh, if you look at high end athletes, you know, and you look at their their um, training protocols, rest is there. Olympic athletes, they take time off. They do their ice baths or whatever, you know, that they have that they need after their workouts. And so rest helps us to reduce rejuvenate and we can't walk around depleted right which i mean we try to do of course sure. of course and, and you're right but, that adventure bias you know we the it's almost like the more we do the more we want to do 
right? I mean, it's hard for me to rest, actually. Yep. But yep. I do kind of force myself to occasionally <laughs> because we have to. Yeah. Yes. One thing that I do and I make my kayak students do when we're on the river is, uh, and it's an Ayurvedic uh, strategy, is to lay on your left side for 10 to 20 minutes after lunch, after eating lunch, so that you, because you, you can eat the best food in the world, the most organic, local, healthy, but if you're not, if you're stressed out while you're eating, your body can't absorb the nutrients. The parasympathetic nervous system is called the rest and digest system for a reason. It's because when, when you digest the, the parasympathetic nervous system needs to be activated. We need to be in a, a state of rest, relaxation. And in Ayurveda, the lying on your left side because of the greater curvature of your stomach allows for your food to sit in the uh, stomach acid longer. So it helps with digestion as opposed to walking around, moving around, and then you can feel indigestion. Um, and so, so that's a kind of a nice way to add relaxation into your day. I understand maybe if you work at an office, it's not possible, <laughs> but what is what might be possible is to sit for 10 minutes, like set your yeah. alarm and sit and rest after you eat. And the reason I liked that practice is because it, it boosts digestion, which according to Ayurveda, digestion is the basis for health. I okay. say, I said sleep earlier, but it really is. We optimize our dosha, our diet and lifestyle so that we can digest well, because if we're digesting well, our immune system works better. Um, we have more energy. Uh, we have more co greater cognitive function. And so digestion is really key. So I love that resting. If you can only do 10 minutes of rest a day, if that's all you're willing to do, do it right after lunch. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one thing, okay, I'm going to switch gears here for a minute, but this was sure. something that it kind of comes back to what we were talking about earlier. In your book, at the end, I was looking at the um, SUP yoga, right? Yep. And I have seen SUP yoga before, like out there in the in the ponds of the world with with women who are you know really really good at this, and it's terrifying to me, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't stand on my head or do pyramid or whatever on a on a SUP. I'm not even going to try. And then when I started reading about SUP yoga and your ideas, I went, you know what? It's like anything else, Kelly. You start small, you find the basics, you make them work. And then, so tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, for sure. So I think, of course, magazines, Im images, media want always want to have like the coolest photo. Um, I actually do not recommend doing headstands on a board because it, it compromises your neck, right? So, yeah. because it's not as stable. Right. Um, and and also you'll see lots of photos of sup yoga with everyone's in a bikini doing headstands. And of course that's like the attention grabbing photo. But for me, what sup yoga is about is getting out into nature and it's very peaceful. If you find a body of water, you know, that's away from the road and you're, and, and you use an anchor so that you're not moving around, which is quite nice. They're just a little mushroom anchor, maybe five pounds or three pounds. And so you anchor and you're, 
it doesn't matter what shapes you're doing, right? It's a mindfulness practice. So you're breathing mindfully, uh, moving around mindfully, testing out your balance. But really, the best part of sup yoga is relaxation pose. Because when was the last time you laid down and like stared at the sky and just floated around? Right. Right. I mean, as an adult, when do we do that? I, I can Never. remember. It was about four years ago. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, sup, my sup yoga classes when I teach, we always start off sitting or lying on our backs or on all fours, hands and knees. So we have many points of contact and start breathing and being aware of where we are and um really it's it's about for me it's about connecting with nature uh and because in yoga class we talk some yoga teachers talk a lot about connecting with nature and uh doing practicing yoga outside allows you to do that it is also a great practice in in not letting distractions because there's going to be distractions you you know, you're not in a yoga studio, so you can't turn up the music, turn down the music, turn up the heat or the heat. You're out there. And so it's a really good practice. And again, oh, yeah, I hear that noise over there, but I'm not going to let my attention be drawn out. I'm going to keep my attention here with me. So it's it has many, many benefits. And I find that when I'm teaching a class, folks who have never stand up paddleboarded before will come to a sup yoga class, which is fantastic. And they actually feel a lot more confident and balanced to be able to stand up after we've done all oh, of this yeah. different movement on right? the board. So I, I think it's it's great. And that last thing I'll say about just stand up paddleboarding in general is you do not have to stand up to stand up paddleboard. You can be on your knees. You can be sitting cross-legged. You can paddle out somewhere on your knees and then just relax. Um, there's a lot of... Um, that's why stand-up paddleboarding is nice. Unlike in a kayak, and of course I love kayaking, but you're in kayaking, you're stuck in one position pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Stand-up paddleboarding, you can move around and change position, which is really fun. Yeah. And if you get tired, yeah. you just shift. Yeah. That's right. I love it. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Yep. So you have such a vast knowledge base. But just in general, before we wrap up today, what would be maybe a couple of things that you would suggest uh, to our crowd, people who are getting back into being active or they've always been like a lot of people that I work with, a lot of the women I work with, they were very serious athletes at one point. Mm -hmm. And then life happens, lots of babies, people, families. And so now they're finally finding that time for themselves again. And what would be a couple of your suggestions? Like, I mean, you talked about sleep, which, you know, they're tired of, they could fall asleep listening <laughs> to me talk about sleep and morning routine and not picking up that phone, which is, it, we didn't yeah. even, I promise y'all, we didn't even have a conversation beforehand about this. Um, <laughs> what are, what are a couple of the other things that you would suggest? Well, one thing that comes to mind, because I actually, I work with the, a lot, a lot of uh, similar uh, women and, I think one thing that's important that I keep hearing is uh, women will get disappointed that they used to be able to do something, but now they can't. And um, they they internalize that. And, and, and I've been there too. So I should say I should speak for myself too. It's easy 
to be like, oh, but I used to do it this way. And why can't I do it that way? And, and, um, and I think that it's really important to come back to, uh, you know, this, does this does not define my self-worth and, you know, I've done, I've been focusing on other things, which are, have been very important to me. And now I'm coming back to this and I'm going to accept where I am because I'm not going to be here forever. Right. right. And, and actually listen for the gems, like listen, be uh, willing to hear, to experience the beauty of a beginner's mind, right? Because a true master, I've heard it said that a true master is actually um, always having beginner's mind. Mm, I love that. And it's so true, right? Right. We think of a master. From there. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we, we tend to think that a master knows everything like that for somehow we stop learning. But in fact, when, you know, when you look at really exceptional people, they're always willing to learn and always open, willing to open up and, and, and we, what we resist persists. So if we keep resisting where we are, right, like what's so, and what's right in front of us, then it's more difficult. We actually kind of put up roadblocks to getting better or getting to working towards our goals. Whereas if we accept, okay, I'm here. Okay. I accept that I'm here. This is, here's where I want to go. Here's the plan. I'm going to follow these steps, hard moves, easy water, you know, that consistent action over time, then the results are, are amazing. Yeah, they are. They are amazing. And bodies are so resilient. It's it's always yes. so interesting to me how quickly we come back around when we give ourselves the time and the space to. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. And tell everybody, like, you do so many things um, that are all so fun and amazing. Where is it that people should connect with you easily? Okay. To connect with me easily, I think, so I... Uh, my website is mindbodypaddle.com and I'm on social media. So I'm on Facebook and uh, at mind body paddle and also Anna Levesque and on Instagram is Anna C Levesque. I offer free webinars uh, once a month. And uh, so you can sign up, register for free. Um, and uh, I also have a mind body paddle community that I yeah, run, which is an uh, amazing on- community. I happen yeah, to be a part you. of it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for I'm joining. Like, yeah. Yes. Um, and I ran into a friend of mine in there. It's so funny. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, how cool. That's and great. I love hearing you just, that. You just said something that made me realize, and I'm so embarrassed, but it's funny. I never introduced you to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did it, but I, you, you turned it over to me. <laughs> I introduced myself. That's thank okay. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, in the show notes, we will have all your links um, to all of your different uh, programs and your site, your uh, social media handles. So absolutely. And once yeah. again, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you'd like to add before we jump off? Oh, I was just going to say, I also send out a weekly newsletter. So oh, you perfect. can sign up for my weekly newsletter uh, at my website. And I thank you so much for having me, Kelly. Uh, thank you for everyone who's tuning in. And uh, keep getting out there and being adventurous. And right. hopefully I'll see y'all on the water. Adventure makes it happen. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Thank you again so much for listening today. I truly appreciate the opportunity to connect. 
If you're ready to incorporate fitness consistency into your life, I'd love to help. I have a special gift for you. If it's a struggle to stay consistent with your fitness and you're ready for all the energy, vitality, and feeling great you can have, go to my website, fitisfreedom.com, and on the homepage, you can get a free copy of my Consistency is Key Masterclass, plus a fitness plan you can follow along with, guaranteed to get you started on your path to being fit and free forever.